Welcome back to another episode of the Blackwash Podcast. I'm very excited this time because this is our first requested topic. We're going to be discussing workplace discrimination. And we have two people joining us telling us about their their experiences with discrimination and how they felt they were discriminated. And we're going to dissect their stories a little bit so that you guys can determine whether you've had experiences like that, if you've been discriminated against, or what have you. There's very um, a broad range of protected classes in which discrimination can occur. So maybe some of you guys don't even know that you discriminated on that level. We'll discuss the different classes and why it is um, a civil rights by workplace discriminates against you on that. It is also very important to understand that what we're going to discuss today does not constitute as a uh, legal advice. Um, we, although Destiny is an attorney, as you know, and I myself am a law student, we are not at liberty to give you guys advice on your individual situations. For one, we don't know the facts of your particular case. And for two, that's just not, not normally how the course, that's not normally how things kind of go. So also it's very important to understand that when it comes to workplace discrimination, there's a difference between something simply being unfair and being adversely, uh, being treated adversely because of a certain characteristic that is that falls underneath a protected class. Um, the former of the two is unfortunate and it sucks when you're treated unfairly and you feel bad and sometimes you feel like you know it might be an issue but that's not necessarily a case where the latter is a, is actually a case that you could have and then you might want to contact an attorney and go through the procedures but for now we're just going to kind of uh go through two stories that we've had from uh two individuals very near and dear to us and they're going to talk about their experiences and then we're going to delve deeper into the topic yeah, and then before we get into them, I just want to set the record straight for just a few of the most common workplace discriminations that could occur. So you can just like issue spot while we're going along and make a determination um, if you know what's going on or if you can relate it to your life. Um, the most common are um, retaliation discrimination. There's racial discrimination, obviously, um, disability discrimination, sexual discrimination, um, and age discrimination. So again, if you do determine that you've been discriminated against, this is not legal advice, seek an attorney, or you can maybe feel comfortable enough to file a complaint on your own. So we'll go into our first guest, who is pretty much the third piece to our trio. It is our... Well, my cousin, Larry's older brother, Peter Sampson. We all grew up very close to each other. He has a very interesting story that he's willing to share with you guys. Okay, let's, so let's dive deep into his particular story. Um, if, if you can, can you just tell us about um, what you do for a living? Uh, I work in a mental health facility. I'm a mental health technician. Uh, um, a psychiatric hospital. And what I do is I monitor the behaviors of the patients and help them better prepare themselves to be out on the streets on their own. Okay, and how long have you been doing that for? Almost two years. 
Okay. So tell us about your particular experience that you felt like may have been some sort of workplace discrimination. Um, well, I noticed that with certain people, they allow them to call in and out of work that have been there for a long period of time. But, you know, when it came to me calling off of work for a bereavement situation, then I get written up and on a work probation and can't call off. Well, can't use sick leave hours for six months without a doctor's note. And technically you're supposed to have a doctor's note anyway, but that's not something they really enforce. But now it's something that they're trying to enforce. But it also could be discrimination because a lot of other employees receive it as well in order to prevent employees from calling off too because they don't want employees to call off because of COVID and the hospital's already short staffed, which I don't think is legal for them to be doing that as well. Okay, so it, it does seem like there's some desperate uh, treatment between the way you're tr being treated and some of your fellow um, employees. Well, did you report that to any of the higher ups or how did you go about um, handling this particular situation? Before we get into your question, can you just like um, describe a little bit more in particular how like more details of how your situation differed from another situation, like specific situations? Well, I know, for example, even though it was prior to COVID, I know example of an employee that it was even before because when you first start the position, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can use your annual leave hours because we have a different bank between annual and sick leave hours. And he wasn't even at the point to where he could use his annual leave hours, but his family, they were having issues because they had just moved here from Hawaii. And you know the wife was struggling finding work. So she ended up going back to Hawaii with the son. And he was able to take off time and didn't even have enough hours to cover his time being gone. So it technically was considered AWOL or LWOP, whatever they want to call it. And, you know, he's still fine. He actually was one of the people that didn't get written up in this whole, you know, out of everybody getting written up and being on probation, he was one of the people that didn't get one. Mm. And just out of curiosity, like, what is this person's race and what is their gender? Oh, this person is Filipino. They have a lot of Filipino nurses in the hospital as well. Mostly nurses are the people that run the hospital because they're technically the highest position. Like, yeah, there's doctors, but the doctors aren't really part of the hospital staff. That makes sense. Like, the doctors are independent. Okay, so from the sounds of it, it seems like you uh, you work in a different capacity than the person who got the different treatment. Am I correct? You were saying that he was a nurse and that you're a technician. No, he was a technician as well. But I'm saying he's Filipino, which is the same race as a lot of the nurses that do run. Okay, okay. Thank you for that clarification. Oh, so there's a possibility of race discrimination here. Possibly. Did you um, report this to anybody or what did you do? 
Well, I've got the um, paperwork that I had to fill out when they had gave me the verbal warning. And um, I have to go to HR and um, report it to HR and show them like my proof of what I was actually doing on those days that were uh, called off for. And I haven't gone about that part yet because I was seeking different employment somewhere else. So I haven't had a chance to go down there and actually handle that. But my um, plan is to go to HR and have them get that removed from my um, file. And is going to HR like a condition precedent to doing any other um, greater action? Is that what you're uh, or something? Well, there, what I was told from the um, supervisor that uh, gave us a warning is that that will be the next step that you would have to take it up with this HR. I know they have a union that, you know, I can go to the union and that could be a next step as well if I don't feel like HR is handling or if I feel like I'm really being mistreated because they have a union for the employees so, that they fight for employee rights like that. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, you actually have to pay to be a part of the union, so I probably should utilize those since it's coming out of my check. Absolutely. That seemed like a great idea. So um, I've, I've also come to understand that your girlfriend, who we also know and love very dearly, Sherelle, also has a story about her workplace environment and how she feels like she may have been treated differently as well. Um, if she m wouldn't mind hopping on, we would like to ask her a couple questions as well. Okay. Thank you for ha uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing. Hey. Hey, girl, how you doing? Hello. Good. Good. What is going on? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, so I was working in the loan industry far as like community loans, like helping out the community, helping out like homeless and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what was going on there. Okay. Can you get into a little bit about like what your day-to-day -day activities were? Um, so basically, um, we can improve loans up to $5,000. Um, we would go ahead uh, run credit, look at your base history, see what we can get to you. Uh, most people wouldn't be approved for the 5,000. So it was just a mess how they had set up everything and a lot of restrictions. Even within that, I've seen a lot of like discrimination. I've seen certain people get like a certain amount and then they would give certain people same exact credit, but they would get a whole different amount. So, I mean, like initially, like when it comes to like getting loans out there to the community, there's definitely like a standard when it comes to that kind of stuff and like who they really want to give the money to and who they won't give it to. Or if they like even the lowest amount of like $150, $100 or whatever the case may be, I've seen them give that out to certain people and the same people come in, different ethnic, whatever the case may be, and they'll be like, no. You can't have it. So I mean, like in different dynamics, it was just like a mess on so many different levels. That's a whole different topic in within itself, like loan <laughs> and customers, and that's why there's this whole 
um, movement around about banking black just because of that situation. But can you get into your personal experience of you feeling discrimination in the workplace? Um, okay, so basically when COVID first hit, um, I had just became an assistant manager. So I was super, super excited because it was the first time I was kind of like playing the part. Um, they gave me a manager that was just like incompetent on so many levels. He was like gone every other day once COVID like hit. He was never there. Like it was a mess. So um, I had to take on the role of basically like running the store because he was never there. Now, mind you, it was myself, another black woman and a white woman that all worked on the same exact crew. And we had an episode. Um, I'm not too sure what was going on. We were all getting ready to like do our breaks. And so basically what happened was we had the white girl on the crew and she just got way disrespectful to somebody that was calling in. Now on my part, I did mess up and say what I said and like drop the N word. But behind that, she comes back and she calls me a nigger. Like blatantly like, oh yeah, nigger, yeah, a nigger. Like ER, hard R. I'm like, okay. So I tried to like kind of brush it under the rug and just be like, okay, we're done here. Mind you, at the same time, my other black coworker that was on the clock or whatever the case may be, she was actually on break. So she comes back off the break and then she's like, oh my God, I said the N word with a hard R. Now, mind you, I wasn't even trying to make it like a big deal. I wasn't even trying to talk about it. Like who I am and who she is, two completely different people. So I was like, we weren't going to talk about it. So it put me in a really awkward position because it wasn't even going to say anything. Then my black coworker, of course, she gets extremely offended. Like, what is this white girl talking about? Oh, my God. Like, she gets super offended. Of course, in all actuality, because she didn't know what was happening. So why would you even say that? So I send the white co-worker to break and I'm like, let's just all take a break. Mind you, she doesn't break. She's under you. She's under you. Yes, they're both under me. So I'm like, okay, send it a break. I'm sitting here talking to the other co-worker. Like when she comes back in, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to say anything. It's fine. Like, just let it go. We only got a couple more hours to make it, whatever the case may be. So then the girl comes in. Now, mind you, side note, we did find out later on that she was like mentally incompetent. She had been in a mental institution. And these are the type of people, these companies, like these are the type of, and it's funny, she like was at the mental institution that Peter works at. So it's like when I said like, this is like prior to this episode, I was like, yeah, my boyfriend works at such and such company. She was like, no way, no way, I've been there before. So it was like a whole situation, like literally, it was a whole situation. So I'm telling Chris, uh, my friend, I'm like, no, 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 we're not even gonna talk about it. We're not gonna say anything. Just let her live her best life, whatever. She comes back in and then it's like, she was like possessed and I don't know what happened. She was like, I, I, I don't have a problem with black people, but then again, I'm a racist and you guys are skin like you've been rolling around in mud and da 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 da. And I like rolling around in mud. Yes, that's what she said to two black women. Now, mind you, we could have like been physically interacting. Yes, yes. 
So I was like, we could have like literally went in in the whole situation, but I was like, you know, you got to go home. We're done here. You know, thinking I'm making the right call as management. Like you got to go home. I can't have you on the crew, like disrespecting me and myself and the next person. Go ahead and go home. So she's like crying, like, let's talk. I don't want to talk. We'll talk when our regional manager gets here. Like, just go home, whatever the case may be. She's like, okay. So then, um, mind you, this was on a Saturday. Professional like this the whole time? Yes. Yes. And it was extremely hard for me because I, just being a Black person, it's just uncalled for. And, you know, on so many levels, it was very, very hard. But mind you, like, this is how I take care of my family. This is how we pay our bills. So, of course, I'm not. And we have cameras all throughout our building. So if I touch her, if I do anything, it's going to be on camera. So I can't like put myself in that risk and not only get fired, but turn around and possibly catch a case. Or So I'm like, you know what? We're not even going to do that. Just go home. We'll talk to our manager. So Monday comes, my manager comes in and she's still like trying to cry me a good story. Like, let's just talk. But I had already ran down to my regional manager what was going on. Now, the craziest thing and where I felt like everything was wrong, because in the midst of all of this, I'm so worked up. I call my regional when we send the girl home. And then the only thing my regional manager has to say is, what did we do to her? Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, what did we do to her? We sent her home. Like, you would have thought, like, we beat this girl up or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would have thought that it was a mess, but... It, it was not even remotely that it wasn't we just sent her home nobody touched her or anything so fast forward to monday the regional manager comes in she calls in the white girl first and she takes her to the back so of course she starts packing her stuff up because she gets terminated that same exact day okay fine and then i'm doing my regular duties i'm thinking i'm fine because i didn't do anything so i'm thinking i'm fine i go ahead and i'm doing my regular stuff and she's like you know, Sherelle comes to the back. I want to talk to you. I'm like, yeah. So then she calls me to the back and she's like, okay, so we're going to go ahead and terminate you. Um, we have to terminate both parties that were involved. And I'm thinking this is entire BS because I did absolutely nothing to this girl. Like, absolutely. And honestly, like, I was so hysterical. Let's not forget. Well, I've been with a reason for your termination. She basically, well, when I found out later on, she, um, she basically stated that it was like misconduct on my part. And I was really confused because I didn't do anything. So even if you want to say that I dropped the N-word prior, or I guess that was the whole argument. Like I've said the N-word before on the crew and that's not the first time. And she didn't understand why she was getting terminated because I've said it, this, that, and the third, which is fine. I'm not worried about it because she came back and then I was just like curious. Now, mind you, when they did the termination, they never gave me any documents. They never gave me any paperwork or anything. And I asked for it. They never gave it to me. So this all happened back probably in like April or March, right? So when everything happened in April or March, I went ahead and I applied for my benefits. But because they put misconduct on it, it had my status and open status for like the longest time. I'm not too sure what was going on. But just as of recently, like, I just got, um, they investigated the whole situation. They went and like attacked the whole situation. I ended up actually getting like, cause I don't know if you know, but when it comes to unemployment, if it's misconduct, you won't get your benefits. 
So when they went back and investigated the situation and it was like completely fraud on their part as a company, they actually just approved all of my benefits. They said they're dropping off the coins. So everything is good. And it's like, it'll always come back around. Like when you're being shady, it's definitely going to come back around. So it was a nightmare. Honestly, it was a nightmare. That is incredible. I can't believe that is like what happened. So there wasn't a policy where you would get warnings or written up. There was just like a one-time termination. Exactly. And honestly, I honestly felt like they were just having issues because you have to understand the location I worked at was predominantly Black. There was only one white person. Everybody else inside of the location was Black. Now, probably two or three days later after my termination, all the other Black people that were on the crew were terminated as well, believe it or not. like. You don't have to believe it, but believe it or not, every last Black person that worked at that Well, like I said, the manager was never there. So I felt like I should have gotten like a pass or a warning or something because he was never there. So it was like he got terminated for not coming to work for like attendance and there was another Black girl. But mind you, that was kind of fraudulent in itself as well because they gave us like 80 hours when COVID first hit. So you can take it at your own discretion or if you want to do this, that, and a third or whatever the case may be. Right. And they said, even if you had to use more than the 80 hours, well, I guess my actual manager at the time ended up using, like he exceeded the 80 hours. So when he got ready to come back, they ended up terminating him and telling him the whole thing was BS. They ended up terminating 40% of their crew. So I felt like what happened to me was something that was just because they were getting ready to lay off a bunch of people. So I felt like they took this as a perfect opportunity. We won't give her a warning. We won't say anything. We're just going to go ahead and chop the block right now and be done with it. And then we'll go ahead and deal with that 40% later. But it was a, it was a nightmare, like literally. Mm, they were looking for the reason. Exactly. And then that like kind of, you know, honestly, like if I wouldn't have said what I said, but still, I just feel like as management, they didn't handle it like they should have handled it as a company. Like there's like protocols, there's steps to certain things. They didn't take any proper steps. And oh my goodness, it was a nightmare. But I'm so happy to be gone. I'm so happy that it ended up working out in my favor. Because honestly, I went and got a whole nother job because I felt like I was never going to get those benefits. I felt like you know, I'm wasting my time. And look at it. It's December. They're literally just now receiving it. They told me they, my old job just sent over the documents for my unemployment, like last week. This happened back in like April or March. So that's what was the hold up. It, I, I just never seen anything like it in my whole life. I'm like, wow. So of course they're like, what was going on? And then like, they were asking them for documents. They had no documents. They sent nothing over. And I kind of just won the case at the end of the day, which was a blessing for me, but a nightmare overall. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like there's any other steps that you could take? Or do you feel like you got what you wanted out of the situation? Honestly, I just want to be done. Um, it was a lot of different um, times where there were racial things going on and profiling. 
And mind you, I have never gotten in any trouble up until this point. I had never been wrote up, suspended, anything. So I was like, I was always like, they always had like these little competitions and things. I was always like the top dog on their list or whatever the case may be. So it was like to see like they were so quick to like just throw you to the dirt and not even get your side of the story or even work with you at all. And they know this is your livelihood. That's kind of like where I want to know, like, I'm not dealing with you guys anymore because you guys don't care. Like most of these companies don't care, but I ultimately felt like they truly didn't care, especially in the times we live in. You didn't care like at all. Like it was a mess. Like, honestly, like COVID had literally just hit like three weeks prior to that. So it was just, it was a nightmare, but I'm grateful everything ended up working out the way that it did. I was able to get a whole nother job working from home. So that was a blessing in itself. I can stay home and help my son and do all those great things. So, I mean, like, ultimately, everything happens for a reason. So I was happy with the outcome, you know, even though I spent so much time there and worked so, so hard. So it was, like, very traumatizing. And I felt very defeated. It was awful. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm so happy that you were over able to overcome that situation, though. Right, right. We appreciate you so much for sharing your story with us. Yes, and, uh, thank you. And we just think that the type of stories that we heard today are so indicative of the type of stories you hear throughout. Don't get me wrong, there are certainly people who enjoy their work environments, but it's becoming increasingly more the case that you hear um, this kind of different treatment that certain people get. Now, whether it be race or for a host of a number of different reasons, you, we, we can't put our finger on each individual uh, event. But I will say there's definitely always been a history of di uh, different treatment between um, African-Americans in the workplace and other people. And I think the fact that we've heard these two um, stories, and again, we're not saying that that was the case, there certainly lends itself to believe that those are th still things that here in 2021 we have to worry about. Yes, and that's whether it's not receiving a promotion or someone that's less qualified than you receiving a promotion or anything like that. It could be a variety of different reasons, but this is federally protected discrimination and differential teaching differential treatment of any kind should not be tolerated and we strongly recommend that you guys look into it. There's definitely recourse to take, whether it's filing with the um, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, you can make a complaint on your own. There's various different ways that you can go about it. And then if you're just afraid of not taking um, specific steps or doing anything to remedy the situation because you feel that you're gonna be retaliated against by your employment. That is also discrimination that's also protected and they are not allowed to do that by law. So I strongly recommend you not stand for any kind of discrimination of any kind and do what you can to um, remedy the situation and just another reminder i want you guys to know that this is not any legal advice at all and if you are experiencing this which i know it happens i've had a couple people reach out to me on instagram and tell me a little bit about their stories people that i've gone to school with there's definitely recourse for you so don't stand for it make a change stand up for yourself absolutely
Now, if we can, though, although it's all seemed doom and gloom on this episode, there is kind of a, a kind of a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Um, here in 2021, there seems to be a push to kind of diversify the workplace more so than in years past. People are looking for whether it be um, people of color or people of different sexual orientations. They're trying to look. Yes, not, not affirmative action has been around, but I'm saying as far as if you look in the media, because there's such a slant of uh, pushing for black owned businesses, you see other companies that are not owned by black people saying, well, let's even more so than the natural just affirmative action, let's put people in those spaces because we actually view it as a benefit. I think affirmative action uh, used to be viewed in a lot of lights as oh, this is something that's done to us and it's something we have to do. So let's hire people of color or let's hire different groups. Where I feel as now, a lot of people are saying, okay, let's add more people of color. Not necessarily because we want to, but we think that there's some benefit that we'll actually gain from doing it. Let's put a black face out there and, and get some more customers or whatnot because of just the environment. Do you generally think that businesses are actually doing that now? Like, of course, there was this whole BLM movement for a few months and people were making noise and it was like, yes, I denounce this, I denounce racism and this and that and this, but now that we're in 2021, do you feel that people are actually still making changes and are trying to progress and that it's going on less? I think it's it's difficult to speak about it in the aggregate and say, well, uh, of course, everybody's doing that. But I think there's certainly becoming more instances where you're seeing companies actually reaching out to people of color, because I think a lot of it has to do with council uh, culture. A lot of people, people are looking at receipts now. People are saying, well, why do only five uh, black people work at your company and you have over X amount of employees. That seems like, oh, they don't really treat black people pretty well. Or you'll see a video of something that happens in a Starbucks and next thing you know, they gotta come out with a statement to speak to it. Now, a lot of people wanna, it's almost trying to use- Starbucks is a very poor example. It, but it was an example nonetheless. But a lot of people are trying to use uh, uh, the right black face and the right, black, uh, and the right white space in order to kind of use that as a cover or, or we're not racist we have x amount of uh people in this very important position so i think it's becoming increasingly common where whether it's well in, whether it's actually genuinely a well-intentioned kind of move towards being more inclusive or whether it's just to cover their own asses i think a lot of people are moving towards like hey let's get differing opinions because people are very quick to say okay well i'm only gonna um, even though I don't think we do this enough as black people, people are, are a lot more inclined to say, okay, we're not going there because they don't respect our business. They treat us poorly, so we're not going to go there. So in order to kind of avoid some of that backlash, I think some companies are being more cognizant to make sure that they have black faces and other people of color in certain places so that they are not viewed in a negative light. For sure, for sure. But other than that, um, I do want to strongly encourage our listeners that we do pay attention and we are reading our comments. So if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or possibly be a special guest on our show, we are so open to it. And you can reach me on Instagram at notyourdestiny. That's destiny, D-E-S-T-I-N-E-Y. And Larry is available on Facebook, Larry Sampson. 
But other than that, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to see you next week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.